Hi, friends, and welcome to the Hugging the Bar podcast. Each episode, I'll be chatting with someone from any of the many different pockets of the craft beer world and beyond. We'll talk about big issues like representation and little things like favorite current beer trends, just like you would with a pal at the bar. I'm thrilled that this episode is a conversation with Katie Mugley, founder of Infinite Ingredient. Infinite Ingredient is an organization currently building toward its launch, and it's one that will provide mental and emotional health resources and support to individuals in the craft beverage industry. Katie had the idea after reflecting upon her own experience in craft beer and reevaluating how she wanted to remain involved with the industry. I actually think involved with is an understatement. In a volatile industry centered around alcohol, one often without HR departments or sufficient access to health insurance, Infinite Ingredients' mission is a game changer. So let's get into Katie's journey and all the details of Infinite Ingredient, how it will work, and how you, how all of us, can help. Links to follow Infinite Ingredient and learn more can be found in the episode's accompanying newsletter issue. Okay, we're here with Katie Mugley, founder and executive director of Infinite Ingredient. Thank you so much for joining Hugging the Bar, Katie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, very, very grateful for the time and happy that we were able to connect. Yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful that you're here. I can't wait to, you know, I, I everything I know about Infinite Ingredient, obviously, I'm really excited about, which is why was so interested to talk to you, but I feel like I've still got a lot to learn and yeah, I'm excited for you to walk everybody through everything. Absolutely. Um, so I kind of will start there just for anyone who isn't even maybe familiar yet. Can you tell us what Infinite Ingredient is and, and the mission there? Absolutely. So our mission, so we're a 501c3 nonprofit and our mission is to actively support the mental and physical well-being of individuals working in the craft beverage industry through outreach, education, and access to resources. And our vision is to create a healthier and more sustainable future in which individuals who work in the craft beverage industry may be supported fully and wholly as human beings, providing the opportunity for individuals to flourish and for the community to thrive. That's incredible and extremely important work. Um, I wanted want to talk to you about how the initiative came about, but I'm going to break that down into different questions to really get the whole story. Um, So I want to start with you, uh, what your background is and experience within the industry that sort of, you know, led up to the original idea. Absolutely. So uh, the short, short version is that I started uh, in the service industry. So all through, um, you know, college, grad school, Um, was serving and bartending. And I, you know, kind of remember when local beer really started to become an option and really started to kind of like burst onto the scene in the Minneapolis area. And as I started learning more about craft beer, I, you know, started looking at applying at different local breweries. I was like, this is something that I really want to get, you know, involved in and, and learn more about. And uh, eventually I was uh, hired by a local Minneapolis brewery in 2016 and I helped open the tap room uh, there. And then that kind of naturally led into doing sales. So I was the on-premise sales manager there um, for about four years. Um, and I, 
you know, helped with building the sales program from the ground up, helped with their self-distribution network and building the infrastructure there. Uh, I advised on marketing and was also part of the leadership team there. So um, that was about um, five years. And then in the spring of 2021, I left, uh, I left that brewery that I had been working at after it was made clear to me that it was no longer a safe environment for me. And I took a job with a marketing firm and just kind of went, uh, went to, did my separation, uh, separation from craft for a minute to, um, just kind of clear my head and see what, see what I wanted to do and see whether or not it was something that I wanted to remain involved with in any way. Mm -hmm. So where did the idea for infinite ingredient come from? And I guess based on what you're saying, I I'm also curious too. If that sort of if infinite ingredient is sort of the way that you would like to stay engaged in the craft industry, absolutely. So the idea um, the idea came from. So I had left. Let's see. It was March of 2021, um, and about six weeks later is when Brianne Allen asked the question, "What sexist comments have you experienced?" And reading through those accounts um, and being, it was weird because I was like removed from the industry, right? Like by six weeks. And so um, reading through those, like anything that was submitted during that time and anything that was shared on her account, just, it just, it broke me. Um, I knew, I knew the truth behind all of them. I knew that, that what was being shared there um I, I knew it and I recognized it because so much of my own experience was reflected in so many of those different accounts and knowing and like having those like experiences, like just kind of set out in front of me. I was just like, this isn't something that I can just walk away from because I also know from being part of the industry, like how little resources do exist and how tough it is. You know, it's like having health insurance is, you know, a damn miracle. And knowing that there, you know, there's, there's not really any places for folks to go. And just from my own experience, trying to, you know, pay for therapy is expensive. Like these things are really, they're absolute luxuries at a certain point, because it's just, it's, it is so expensive um, to try and take care of yourself and to try and heal whatever it is, whether it's something, you know, in your own life, or whether it's something that you experience at your workplace, whatever it is, it's, it's not cheap <laughs> to try and um, support and take care of yourself. And so knowing that, um, I was just like, there has to be some way that we can create resources, there has to be some way that we can get this into everyone's hands. And that's where, um, that's where that idea for infinite ingredient came from, um, from, from 2020 to 2022, I was part of the board of directors for the Minnesota craft brewers guild. And during that time we made these same resources that are going to be available through infinite ingredient. We had them available for breweries to individually opt in and only a handful of the brewery members signed up for it at the time. And and it just kind of became clear to me that like one of the potential barriers to folks being able to access resources is, you know, whether or not an owner finds value in it and wants to invest in it. And to me, the the disparaging difference between that and then these accounts that were being shared 
I was just like, there has to be somewhere in the middle where we can just provide these things and get rid of that barrier of, you know, an owner or leadership team deciding whether or not this is something worthwhile to invest in. Because to me, your people are always worthwhile to invest in. Um, but being able to make sure that this is, you know, as equitable as possible in its delivery and that, you know, it's not dependent on guild membership, Brewers Association membership. It's something that exists wholly and entirely outside of any of those entities. Uh, that's, yeah, I, it makes me think of two things, which is one that, you know, there are so many industries, like craft beer is not unique in in what it's going through, right? In, in having a reckoning, in realizing these problems, in some people trying to make change happen, some people resisting that. But it is one of the industries that, it's really low paying. So, and, you know, insurance is definitely not something that everyone has the luxury of getting. Um, and like most breweries don't have HR. And then the second thing to that is like HR also, even in industries where it's more prevalent, doesn't always have a great, I mean, a lot of times, unfortunately, HR is more there to protect ownership instead of the employees. So, I mean, I, it's an incredible resource. Like, Infinite ingredient is so, such a so great in terms of like its equitable access. Um, so I want to ask you now, especially you know you're you're working full time and it sounds like you have a lot going on. And I know this is like no small feat. So like, how has it been? What have the last couple or year? I guess you, what's the last year been like actually bringing infinite ingredient into full fruition? It's has been absolutely exhausting. <laughs> um, it also has simultaneously been uh, very invigorating and very, um, you know, just inspiring. Every conversation that I have with a person has really kind of unlocked a new, you know, drive to get it done. And so anytime, anytime I have felt like this is too much or, you know, what in the fresh hell do I really think I'm doing? Um, it's been really, it's been really great and really wonderful, um, you know, to be able to, to have something that really at the end of the day is so positive, um, and being able to cultivate and kind of create something that, you know, it's, I, I can, I can put the, the energy that I have with my experience in the industry towards something that is, you know, cultivating and building mm -hmm. as opposed to just trying to forget it or trying to, you know, walk away or just say, I'm going to call it done. Um, I really just being able to have that like focus on something positive has been really great. And, and I like, I know that it's not forever that it's going to be this like, after hours thing, um, trying to get through in the meantime is, <laughs> is a little, um, it's impacted the sleep for sure. Yeah. Um, but, um, but it really has also kind of, you know, forced like a really great and really important, you know, kind of conversation within myself of just like, what is it, what is it that you want to be doing and what is it that you, um, that you want to be involved in and being able to be involved in the industry in this kind of industry adjacent way, I think is, um, you know, just for me personally, 
the best and healthiest way in which I can um, continue to be involved and still get to celebrate the amazing humans that I know within it, um, but also not have to put myself at undue risk of uh, going through the same things that I already have. I, lo- I love what you're saying about putting, you know, putting that toward putting that energy and experience toward cultivating something. I mean, you know, different people have different capacities for different things and handle things differently. And um, but, you know, this will help so many people going forward, which is so incredible. Um, by the way, do you do you have like an official team or is it just you right now and other people are sort of pitching in or how is that working? So right now, um, so it's myself and then I have uh, my founding board members um, who are just, it's a group of three of like the most incredible and amazing women. Um, I have uh, Anne Riley from the New York City Guild. Oh, we love Anne. Um, I have, yeah, yes. I think it's Anne. I think Anne is how we got introduced. Is that correct? Possibly back in, or like through socials and and stuff like that. Just because, yeah, I'm in New York. So yeah. 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 So, um, so she and I have known each other for a few years. Um, and then, uh, Elle Rhodes from, uh, Dunord Crafts, uh, Social Spirits and, uh, Kirsten Westby from Milk and Honey Ciders. So, um, they are, they are all just collectively incredible and inspiring humans. And I just, they, I cannot, I just, I'm like going to start crying because they're so amazing. And I'm just, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to have them because they, they were part of that kind of initial, like, Hey, I have this idea. Like, do you, will you, will you hop on board with this? Will you support this? And will you help me build this? And the answer from each one of them was an unquestioning, like, yes, 100%. Like, tell me what to do. Put me in coach. Um, So it's been really it's been really wonderful having, um, having them. And obviously, you know, as we grow and, um, and as we, you know, really kind of start to take shape since this is still such a brand spanking new organization, obviously the board will grow. Um, and hopefully at some point, um, we will be able to have a team in existence, um, someone with social media skills, hopefully, because that is super not my cup of tea. <laughs> I am like, I am like a little, like, I am like a little dinosaur when it comes to these things. Um, so hopefully sooner rather than later on the social end. <laughs> um, but yes, so for now, uh, the team is myself and uh, our board of directors. And so it largely, um, largely has been that. And then um, hopefully, you know, as we as we grow, we'll be able to, um, you know, I've had so many folks reach out and be like, how can I get involved? And like, what can I do? And I'm just like, I can't wait until the day where I can, you know, email them back and be like, Hey, here's exactly what, you know, here's, here's what we can do. Or, you know, being able to have, you know, kind of clear directives for, um, you know, being able to volunteer and being able to, um, be part of things. So, um, amazing. Um, okay. So you, you talked a little bit, I, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, why something like infinite ingredient is so needed desperately in this industry. And I, I do think that you spoke really well to that, uh, in explaining how the idea came about, um, in broad strokes, like just, you know, looking at this from like a bird's eye view, I guess I could say, um, what impact do you think Infinite Ingredient stands to make? Like, what do you think a craft beer, craft beverage industry looks like 
something like infinite ingredient in place? For me, the way that I imagine it is somewhere where people are able to have an outlet outside of the product that they are selling, creating, engaging with. Um, it's, you know, and my, myself included, you know, it's really, it's really easy to lean into, you know, your therapist being your, you know, glass of Pilsner or 14 glasses of Pilsner or whatever it is. Um, and I think, you know, at the end of all of this, like the industry needs healthy outlets. Um, and so I think, you know, if once this gets implemented, once folks have access to this, I'm hoping that, that people can, you know, create healthier relationships with alcohol. I'm hoping that they can create healthier relationships with their coworkers um, and, and really, really kind of see a change where these accounts and these, these things that are so endemic in the industry that kind of have come to light over this last year that a lot of us knew, right? Like this wasn't news to me. This wasn't news to a lot of, a lot of us in the industry. Um, and so being able to like, you know, long-term and down the road really get to like the roots of some of these issues, right? Like healthy people don't, you know, verbally abuse others at work. <laughs> healthy people don't sexually harass others, you know, healthy people don't, um, you know, do, do any of these horrific things that we have read about and have understood to be true. And so, so I think the long-term picture of like how this, how this can impact is just a, like being able to have a healthy and work environment and being able to, um, you know, within that be able to have a, a life because right now it's kind of the way that the industry is set up is either you're in and you're all in and you don't really get to have a life outside of it. Um, and being able to hopefully kind of help change that. Yeah, for sure. So what are some specific, uh, I guess I'd say some specific endeavors, some specific facets of how infinite ingredient will work? Like what are some particular sort of parts of the initiative of, you know, how people will interact with it when it's fully working up and running? Mm -hmm. So the number one, um, the number one thing is uh, the resources and access to resources. So once it's up and running, um, folks will be able to um, call a number or log on to a website and be able to be connected to um, be able to be connected to like 24 seven, 365 access to master's level counselors. Um, they'll be able to access up to five counseling sessions with a master's level counselor per issue. Um, and so what that looks like is, um, you know, if you're struggling at work and that's starting to affect you know, your home life, that's, that would be, you know, considered five issues of whatever it is that's going on at work. And then five issues would be how it's affecting your home life. 
um, or five sessions, excuse me. And so um, there's no annual limit to the number of sessions that someone can utilize. And so, um, so that's something that will, um, will be a huge kind of piece of things is like these actual like tangible, um, tangible resources. So there will also be work-life resources. Um, there will be legal and financial resources, medical advocacy, and also coaching as well. So, so the number one thing, um, and the biggest thing right now that, that we're focused on is being able to have these channels open to these resources, um, for anyone working for a craft brewery in the United States. So the gist of it is if you work for a brewery that makes less than 6 million barrels a year, you will be able to use these resources. Like, and that's, that's it. You're, you don't have to pay into it. Your brewery doesn't, um, doesn't need to individually opt in. It's once we are funded for that first year, we'll be able to turn on that first year of resources. It's incredible. What are, I don't know if this is like a painful question because you're, you're in the weeds with this daily, but I'm curious what some of the biggest challenges are building this. One of the biggest um, challenges is funding. I mean, just straight up um, the monetary um, ability to be able to um, to be able to turn the resources on. And then also just to be able to like effectively fundraise, right? Like everything is, you know, volunteer basis right now or just kind of like off time things. Um, and so the biggest challenge right now is just getting funding and um, and spreading awareness about what, what it is that we're trying to do and how it is that we're going about it. Um, so after, um, CBC, it's been really great. Uh, that was in Minneapolis this year, which was really, really amazing having that, um, you know, having that in my hometown, um, and being able to kind of have some of those conversations has been really invigorating and really helping with awareness of like, oh, like you, wait, you're doing what? Um, and so, that has been um, super helpful, but the, the the absolute like bottom line like number one challenge right now is just uh, the funding aspect. Yeah, uh, so I want to sort of get to how people can help there, um, but just so far, how you, you've talked about this a little bit, just in terms of like kind of the good and the bad, right? Like some maybe breweries at first being hesitant to sign on versus then you're having this conversation and telling people in the industry about this idea and they're excited about it. How would you really say that the community response, the craft beer, the craft beverage community response has been so far since you started working on this? The response has been really, it's been really incredible. Um, it's been really, it's given me a lot of hope that like this, not only obviously we know it's needed right but um but the response has been um just super supportive and and really excited to to see this come to light um and to see this you know in existence i think um and so for the yeah for the most part it just it has been i don't think i've gotten a single bad response to it i did get a I did get a bad response um, or not bad response, but just someone who wasn't overly enthused about, I gave a presentation at CBC about burnout and the way that I worded something was very upsetting to a brewery owner. 
Um, but aside from that, uh, I think that's the only like negative response I've gotten to any of this so far. So, but it's also kind of one of those things too, where it's just like, you know, if you're like, if your response is like, fuck you, I don't want mental health resources. Like, it's just like, Ooh, God, like that's a you thing. <laughs> that's a total you thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I can't imagine for the most part that like, this is just a good thing, you know, like, this this is puppies to me like this is a good thing right. you can't not you can't not be excited about this um so how can people uh when we when we are at the end of our conversation we'll talk a little bit about where people can find infinite ingredient follow infinite ingredient um but uh how can people when they do find you how can individual people sort of pitch in and help here for sure. Well, um, the like I said, the biggest burden right now is um, is the financial aspect of right. things, and I know it's like one of like those super corny, like every dollar counts, you know, like it's just like, but it's like it's really, it's really so, so, so true. Um, so even even just the like five dollars makes a huge difference. Six dollars is the is the number at which an individual's year is covered. So, um, so for one access to services for one year costs $6 for one individual. So the way that I think about it is, you know, buy, buy someone a beer. It's, yeah. you know, for $6, you can provide access to all of those resources for an individual in the industry and their family. That's the other thing is that like this access isn't just for that, for that person in the industry, this, this extends to their um, their children, their spouse, um, significant other. Like this, this is something that's larger than just these individuals. And so the 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 donating part is is huge, right? Um, but not everyone is in that um, position. And so, if you can't donate, just helping to spread the word of what we're doing. Talk about it. Talk about talk about these issues, talk about mental health, talk about like, make it okay for people um, to have these conversations and opening up those pathways um, and being able to share the idea of what, what it is that we're doing and, and being able to, you know, normalize these conversations as opposed to, um, you know, like everything's fine. I'm like, I am the little dog in the room, like with like the flames going everywhere. Like every, this is fine. Like that's always been me. I'm always fine. Even when shit is burning around me. And it's just like, I'm, I still personally am like learning how to like, say like, actually I'm not, Yeah. <laughs> or actually I need this yeah. or, you know, like whatever it is. And so, um, so really, you know, just being able to help on, on that level is, is really incredible, um, and, and is so needed along with like resources. We need to start, you know, creating conversations and changing conversations and how they happen. Right. Yeah. I think in addition to, you know, it's, it's so easy, which is a good thing to spread awareness on social media, but I do, you know, I hope that people will start if they're working in a tap room, like start talking about it there because, you know, maybe there are some brewery owners and managers who are resistant, like they see something and they're like, oh, this is like another organization. Like I don't have time to look into this, but if they're hearing about it from their people, you would hope that they would see the value in that. Right. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And sharing, yeah. Sharing with, sharing with fellow breweries, like, um, you know, like that's one of the things that, you know, is really so incredible about the industry is just the level to which, um, you know, so many different breweries support one another and, you know, really like kind of have each other's backs and, you know, it's, I mean, it's something as simple as like, Hey, like I need, you know, yeast for tomorrow's brew day or whatever, whatever it is, you know, that, that level of support. So being able to kind of spread that in this way as well, right? Like, you know, Hey, what are you guys implementing? Hey, have you heard of this initiative? Like, um, really being able to have those conversations across not only within breweries, but then, um, among them as well. Right. Something I talk about a lot in the newsletter is, is something that I think is super, super relevant here, which is that when you are speaking to other people who are working in the industry, you know, they get it right. Like they, either they've had hard experiences themselves or they know someone who does, you know, it's, you're never that far removed from the situation. And then, so then they also get the impact of organizations like this. However, it can be really difficult to engage craft beer consumers and help make them understand, you know, it's not just about beer, that the people who are making the beer and selling the beer and pouring your beer, et cetera, they're more important than the beer. Um, In terms of infinite ingredient specifically, what would you say to someone who's not working in the industry, but they're, you know, engaged in the community in a, as a consumer, why is this important? Why should they care? Right. I mean, I think, thank you. Like, and I, that's something that I really appreciate about like what it is that you are doing and like having, because a lot of this stuff is so insular, right? Like it is, you know, it just kind of happens in our like little bubbles. And so to that end, Um, I would say that, you know, it's like, no matter how sexy craft beer looks, it still is work and it still is, um, it still is a job and it still is hard, you know, like it's, you know, it has this kind of like bright, shiny, like, oh my God, that must just be so fun. And it's like, sure, (laughs) but it also is a job, right? Like it also is, um, it also is work and, and especially, you know, I think, after these last few years with the pandemic and just, we've kind of seen this like great equalizer of like, it doesn't matter where you are or what it is that you're engaged in. Like all of us have had a shit run for the last couple of years. Um, And so being able to, you know, it's even industry aside, this is a resource that folks need in every industry. Um, but, you know, our focus is craft beverage and right now craft beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It, it is. It's so relatable when you put it that way. People just need to see that. Um, I will end by asking you on a, you know, in a sort of tangible way, how do you see the ne- the coming months, maybe next year or two, playing out for Infinite Ingredient, and what are your biggest hopes for what comes of that time? Oh, I think the what I do see is like I know that I know that at some point in my hope is um, that by the end of the year, and I know that's lofty, 
Um, but my hope is that by the end of the year, we can say that we're funded and that by the time 2023 starts, uh, I really want to be able to unlock the access um, to resources. So I think that um, that is the ultimate goal and like the number one goal. And once we get to that, um, we will be able to start kind of measuring and and looking at the utilization of it and, and you know, ha- be able to ha- have that direct case for the impact of it. Because right now it's, we know that it would have an impact, but once, um, once we're able to kind of make that case and say here, like people are, um, people are engaging with this and people are utilizing this. I think that at that point, we will then be able to get to, um, get to a point where we can really just focus on and, and lean into making sure that once these resources turn on, that they never go away. Um, that's been one of my biggest fears is that we'll get funded for the first year and then it will, you know, we won't have the funding to do the second year. I don't, um, I don't think that will be the case. I think that this will hopefully turn into something that can sustain and really be in existence for the long haul. Um, but you know, we just, we need to get to that, to that initial, initial piece and initial, uh, initial spot. So, um, the number one goal is just, being able to say like, you know, I wish, I wish that we could close with like, here's how to sign up and here's how to, here's how to, um, here's how to access. So eventually, hopefully by the next time we talk, um, that will, um, that will be in existence, but that's, um, that really is the number one goal is getting, getting these tangible resources into people's hands as quickly as humanly possible. Yeah, I mean, but that's, you know, that's why we're here and talking, right, is is we want to keep spreading awareness. Uh, like you're saying, anyone can help with that. If you can donate. Um, I mean, I'm very grateful to you. I think I admire you. I mean, this is just such it's the most it's the most important work. Um, and I know it's going to, you know, take off and do big things. And 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 once you're in motion with this, there's no way that people aren't going to see the incredible value of it. So, you know, this is amazing. Um, I'm so excited we got to talk about it. Uh, And I I just want to end, if you could just let people know where is best to find Infinite Ingredient. Absolutely. Um, Thank you also, by the way. Um, This has been really wonderful. I really appreciate the time. um, And thank you. Thank you for sharing me um, with the incredible people that uh, you're communicating with on the regular. So I really appreciate that. Um, you can find uh, Infinite Ingredient uh, at infiniteingredient.org. Um, you can also find us on social media. Uh, so we have our Facebook page. Um, on Instagram, we are at infinite.ingredient. And on Twitter, we are at I underscore ingredient. <laughs> Okay, I know. We have like all three different <laughs> handles, so I'm like, I'm like, oh shit! I hope I remember these properly. Yeah. <laughs> but you can also find all links to all of those things um, on our website, uh, infiniteingredient.org, and then on there as well, um, there's the uh, link to our donor box for the launch campaign. So amazing, great, uh, and I will of course be linking to all of that. So this will this will be a podcast, but also there will be a transcribed interview in the newsletter. So we will get to, people can read it and all the links will be there. 
Um, so yes, thank you so much again. This was so great and cheers to you and Infinite Ingredient. Thank you so much, Courtney. Thank you so much again to Katie and thank you all for listening. Let me know what you think of the podcast and if there's anyone you'd like to hear interviewed. You can email me at huggingthebar at gmail.com or find the newsletter on Instagram at huggingthebar. Please share the podcast and newsletter with anyone you think would enjoy it. Subscribing is free and if you'd like to support the newsletter and podcast, $3 a month on Patreon gets you exclusive content, free swag, personalized tarot readings, and more. Find links, info, and newsletter issues at huggingthebar.substack.com. Until next time, I hope you enjoy whatever it is that you're drinking.